And we're not going yet. Hey everybody, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Will Newer. I'm Dan Ryan. It is the middle of August. One week later after our last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess we don't have much of a review this week. Nope. Pretty short turnaround between them, and we had a big shindig to do in between. Yes. That really ate up two, two solid days. For sure. So, um, not much of a week in review. Just a wedding. You had got married. Congrats. I got hitched. Thank you. Yeah. Best party uh, Hubbard County's seen in a long time. Yeah. We were in Hubbard County. Correct. Like, yeah. yeah. Bass was... County, once a week we get one like that in <laughs> Hubbard County. <laughs> they really get excited when the Cass <laughs> County folks come over. <laughs> But it was uh, a lot of fun. I want to thank everybody who made it. I appreciate it. There's a lot of love in that building. For sure. For sure. Good feelings all the way around. What are we talking about? Um, so we've got boat shopping. Yeah. Because we're both in the market for, you know, purchasing new vessels. Yep. Um, we're going to go in-depth on what we're looking for. Uh, talk about our needs. Maybe it'll overlap with your needs. Uh, or maybe it'll change what you think, you know? Right. Um, not trying to sell you on anything. It's just trying to help. Just two guys having a discussion about what they want in a boat and two guys who make their living doing it. So hopefully we'll, it's valuable. Yeah. We'll touch a little bit on the accessories, but we do not want to go in-depth. Right. That'd or, be a whole, right. whole episode. Um, oh, we're also going to talk a little bit about um, like little tweaks to the tried-and-true approaches to catching walleyes when to make a little adjustment uh, and what little adjustments might matter, what may, might make a difference. Maybe I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but lots of little details in fishing. Some of them matter, some of them don't. Hey. So which ones do? Um, then we got a what if. Uh, you're asking me this time. Yep. And uh, pre-vo, pre, <laughs> pre-vo, <laughs> preview, and then we're out. Yep, that's it. Let's hear from Porter Dot. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. All right, do you want to do a quick wedding recap? You got a funny story to tell? I've got nothing funny. Nothing funny from the wedding? It was all serious. Just down to business. It was the farmer, you know, the farmer with the pitchfork. Yep. No smiles. No smiles. Mona Lisa? Mm-hmm. No smiles. I do. The newer wedding? No smiles. No smiles. It's all down to business. Whatever. All of you mirrors are a bunch of fun. I can, you said that and all I could hear was your mom cackling at something funny your dad Because <laughs> yeah. we had a great time. Yeah, what the heck? So on Friday, I thought I lost like all of my friends. I come back into the bar and you guys are talking to my dad. I was like, yeah, now the only newer you're going to call is Bradley. <laughs> You won't even call me. It happened. That's happening with my buddy Matt, too. Like, his dad's going to be moving up here pretty soon. <laughs> just going to replace Matt. <laughs> I have a, I mean, I call him Holmgren anyways. I'm just going to... Mark will be my new Holmgren. <laughs> Goes fishing with me more often. Right. Yeah. He'll probably me. call you son or something like that. You'll <laughs> <laughs> probably... You'll be, he'll just be out of the picture entirely. <laughs> He'll be re- he'll be reduced to photo bombs. <laughs> I was with you guys. Yeah, shut up. 
<laughs> hey, Matt, will you take a picture of me and Pa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Oh uh, it was really, it was really great. Yep. Um, really special day for us. And, you know, I'd probably have six, eight more of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> It'll Hopefully be not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was really good. We got nothing but kind words to say about the day. Yeah, good day. Heck All of right. a dance too. Oh man, Bohemian oh, Rhapsody got out of hand. It was pretty spectacular. Yeah. It really was. My legs are sore. The wedding was two days ago, and my legs are sore. <laughs> That's a sign. I'm like approaching middle age. <laughs> when you're sore from a dance, right. two days later, not good. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah, it was really great though. All right, we're boat shopping. We're both yeah. boat shopping. We're uh. So we figured we'd share with you like what we're scheming for, as far as what our boats. You know, we're thinking for a price and brands and this, that, and the other thing. So. Um, Dan, what are you what are you looking for? I think you both. Neither one of us is in a position to buy a brand new boat currently. That's sort of a hope for maybe the next one. Or, but right now we're both shopping used the used market. Um, I'm pretty dead set on a tiller. I think it's probably going to be fiberglass. There's a chance that I would maybe go with an aluminum boat. Um, but if you're looking at a a fiberglass tiller at 20 feet or a little longer, you're dealing with the Ranger, which is the current boat I'm in, I'm in. a Warrior tiller, a Skeeter tiller, Yarcraft. Yep. Am I missing any? Maybe a Larson. Maybe a Larson. And there's some Lunds um, out Boat there. Boat around. Yeah. I don't think they're making them anymore. Does this is the last year. This is the last year. Yep. So if I had to guess, I would guess I'm going to end up in another Ranger tiller or a Warrior 2090. Yeah. Uh, I've been in a couple 2090s. Uh, George Wells, our good buddy, he's got a brand new one that's super sweet. Like two weeks old. Two weeks old, and it's a gem. It's a real, real nice boat. That came from Muskie House right in Longville, and they did a pretty nice job. Once again, these guys are not our sponsor, but they did a really, really nice job uh, putting that boat together. It is a, a, it's a it's professional beautiful. deal. Just the little details. Um, so one of those and I'm probably not going to go huge with the motor because I think that's a way I can save a little money and that's important for me so I'd probably see myself with a 200 maybe even a 175 uh, depending on that would be for sure on a Warrior I'd have a 175 or a 200 on a, if I found, found the right 620 I'd probably be okay with a 150 why is that? Uh, you just see impaired more often. Warrior has the power steering system, so right. they they've had a big they've had big motors on them for a while. Whereas the you can find some six twenties that feel like you see a six twenty with a one fifty more often than than anything. Right. So speed's not super important for me. I would, I'd like reliability and a, a little bit bigger motor. I've run a, a boat with a one fifteen. A twenty footer. Twenty footer with a one fifteen for four years. It's been a great motor, great boat, but that is that's like one of the things I'm looking forward to. Just right a little now. more get up. Yeah, a, a bigger, not a not up. not top speed, but just getting up, getting, getting up. on a plane. Yep, yeah, and a little more top speed makes a big difference on a lake like Leech Lake, where you are maybe putting on twenty miles or or right. more in a in a day. That does equal more fishing time if you're running eight miles an hour faster. Right. So. Yeah. How about you? What just like testing the waters? You know, we're not committing to anything. What are you thinking? <laughs> so I, I'm looking for definitely a used boat. Uh, I mean, the newer the better. But as far as my price ranges go, 
I'm probably looking in the mid 2000s to maybe 2010. Okay. Uh, looking in that range as far sure. as years go. Um, having a four stroke is pretty important to me. Um, it's just it's nice not to smoke it up in the springtime, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, I I just I've really gotten to like having a four stroke, not worrying about oil. You know, you're just going. Sure. And, uh, you know, I'm looking, I'd like to get a 150 or bigger. Um, and that is for top speed. I only want to go as fast <laughs> as I can go. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the same thing. I, I'm going to really look heavily into either a 620 um, or a Warrior 2090. Uh, I don't really want a Skeeter. Uh, this is just, you know, what I've seen from, like, Skeeters as they... They depreciate a lot faster than like a, um, than a warrior. Or sure. A, yeah. I would be interested in getting a big toughie too, um, but they didn't make. They don't make very many of them. Right. Big toughies, um, but tiller for sure, for sure. I'm dead set on it. Yeah. Dead set. Yeah, hundred percent. You haven't wavered on it, so go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'd, I would prefer to stick with the, the Warrior because I do love that power steering. It's nice. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't really want a green one or anything. Like, just plain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 20, but a 20 foot for sure. <laughs> that, did, maybe you, did you link that to the, to the farmer's kid buying a fishing rod a couple weeks ago? Uh-uh. Remember I brought the farmer's kid into the one stop a couple weeks ago and he wanted to buy a new bass rod? Oh I'd, yeah! I'd given him. We'd spent the whole morning talking about which you know what rod to buy. Obviously, I was like pitching him on Fenwick and Fluger, and what was the most important thing for him? Had to have a green handle. Had to be green. Had to have a green handle. <laughs> I found one rod, and all of my and all of the like engines I could search that for my availability, I found one, and it actually was on closeout. He got a hell of a deal on it. Had a green handle, and he got it. He was super happy. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is sweet." <laughs> Didn't care a lick about the actual rod. Oh, yeah, he didn't even pick it up. Oh, yeah, this is sweet. <laughs> it was a sweet rod, though. That's good. Yeah. Glad. Funny how which details matter to people. Um, and then accessories, like what, what, what is a for sure that you got to have on there and what's something you'd like to have on there? Um, for sure is going to be a Vantage and a Hummingbird with Mega Image. The rest of the stuff I could care less about, I think, at this point. Sure. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, yeah I, I for sure will have a bandage on there. I've run a 24-volt system in a 20-footer for four years now, and I for sure want to be at a 36-volt system. The 24-volt, for folks who fish most, like, pretty avidly, it really does work almost all the way through your hardest day. But at the end of some of your hardest days, I have to worry about it. And I just don't want to worry about that. And that's what a 36-volt system does for you, is you don't, you don't have to think about your batteries through eight hours of, of rough water fishing. And that's where I want to be. You gonna, are you going to get a bow mount for it as well? I assume so. I mean, it maybe didn't, doesn't have to come with one, but I, yeah, I'll have one on there. I think it's just important to show that you're... You can do everything, you know, and that bow mount is a tool to help you do a few things that the Vantage doesn't right. do all that well. Um, and I'd probably still go with the Tarova. I'd, I would 
right now. You because save, the open floor plan. That and like right now we got to save some money. Both of you and I are in a position where we're not buying like our dream, but we're we're trying to save money where we can. That's why we're buying used. We want to try to find a nice used boat with a motor that has a couple hundred hours on it, probably for sure. And then where can you save some money? That's one where, way where I would save some money. And I hear from, yeah, I, I'm just ready. I think a Trilova will be good enough. I mean, Great. they're bulletproof. They've been they've been probably the most reliable bow mount that Minkota's made for how long now? A decade? How long right. is the Trilova it's, it's, So the Altera came out like five years ago, so the Trilova had to be out for 10. Right, right. And, so, they, and they still make And the remotes are great. You know, that's the one thing I would say about if you're going to get... If you're nowadays, if you're gonna get any sort of troll motor, get a remote, um, unless you're a big bass guy. But those remotes are so nice. You can, I mean, it's so nice for multitasking. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but I, I, I don't think I'll have the link feature or anything. Are you? I think for it, I think it's a pretty good bang for your buck. It doesn't cost all that much more to have it linked, and. You're going to sell the boat, too. We have to think about That's that. That's true. You, both of us are looking at a th- maybe a three- or four-year turnaround again on this boat, and it's something that we probably won't use a whole lot, but other anglers maybe would. I know a lot of people really like the idea of following a contour. I would never do that I myself, wouldn't either. But uh, some guys like to do that. So. <laughs> um, I had one more thing. Oh, you don't have to answer this, but price range. What are you What are you thinking as far as the price range? Well, we already established last week that my wife doesn't listen to, so maybe <laughs> maybe mid forties. Assuming you're gonna get what for your boat? I'm hoping for low twenties for mine. And what's the reason you're sticking with that price range? Uh, I think like we've we've tried to talk about a little bit about the resale and like what the resale's like three years later and a couple hundred hours less or more on the motor and I think that's maybe a sweet spot where you don't lose a whole lot on the resale still a pretty reliable motor in fact a motor with seven or eight hundred hours on it has kind of proven itself right you know and likely isn't going to have any big issues right if it was going to have them would have had them already right right that's not to say that doesn't happen you and I were both like pretty young in our career so we've only owned a couple outboards outboards piece um, can't can't profess to be super good at knowing everything about right. them. Right. But the I, little... buy, I would for sure buy an E-Tech again. Would you? Oh, for sure. I, super fuel efficient. My motor... Quiet. Pretty quiet. Um, super fuel efficient. The oil thing, in my opinion, is just not that big of a deal. I, I run my boat every day and I put oil in it once every three weeks. It's just not that big of, a, of an issue. So... To each their own. Fair enough. Yep. Good enough? I think that's good. Good stuff. Taking a break. This week's episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. Full Stringer has some really, really great apparel, something they're real proud of. You can represent your lake, represent the Longville Beach Lake area. Stop in and check out Full Stringer's full line of apparel. So, we touched on this in the, in the intro. Uh, we talked, actually talked about it beforehand and kind of came up with a little bit of a game plan um, of little tweaks that you can do to get extra bites. 
I'd call them almost bonus bites. Right. You know? And yeah. also, maybe break out of your habits. Yeah. Like, I do things pretty adamantly and very specifically these days, because it works pretty good. But what if I try something new and it works even a little better? <laughs> right. And I won't, if I don't try something new, I'm never going to know that. Right. So that's another way to approach it. It's like, let's try something new. Maybe it works. Maybe we get a couple bonus bites. But maybe it turns into standard operating procedure, right. too. And for me, I think it's timely because I'm finding myself on fish all the time right now. More and more often. Yeah, yep. and it's only going to get better. So you're, you know where they're at. Maybe they're not always biting. What are some little things you can switch up to maybe get a bite? And you can do this with all sorts of techniques as well. Right. Um, not just your standard Lindy Riggin, but you can do it for spinner rigs, and you can do it with jigs, and you can yeah. do it with jig wraps. And right. It goes to all spectrums. Right. Um, so, like, the one that we talked about first was something you brought up a, a while ago in June. I already forgot it. It was what we talked about. Sp- spinner rigs. <laughs> um, so instead of just like swapping blade color, um, probably more importantly, was swapping spinner blade sizes. Blade sizes or, or uh, speed. Speed. Yeah. Yep. And that was talking to a guy who I think is a better spinner fisherman. Somebody than we me. talk about all the time. Uh, Lee Clancy. Lee Clancy. <laughs> uh, yeah, just asking him. I called him one day and asked him, give me, like, two two variables that I should pay attention to when I'm pulling spinners. And his answers were blade size and speed. And that day I had been doing my standard 1.2 miles an hour, and I went down to a mile an hour, and that made the difference. So speed is a big one. Make, you've talked about it with jigging. In general, you think if, if bites fall off, often it's because people are moving too slow with their jigs. Yeah. Right? Like, you're, we've talked about, like, yeah. on a windy day, bite's going good, wind dies down, bite dies down, and you think it's largely related to the speed that you're moving. Right. And speed is going to obviously relate to... I think speed's probably more often than not going to be your biggest... Well, it is for sure your biggest variable. And also, usually the most easily manipulated. You can change your speed. And we're talking about little differences, you know. Point. Point. One. Yeah, a tenth of a mile an hour or two. And that, that can definitely change the way fish react to your bait. Also, that's going to uh, that's gonna relate to your proximity to the boat. You know, you're going to have more line out, all those things. So speed speed's a big thing. Um, we have the flexibility as guides to change a couple variables. And one, run, and one pass. Yeah, we're running four rods. So I don't know that it always makes a difference, but sometimes I do think, like, when you're rigging, a hook size or color will make will make a difference. I hate to admit it because well, it's so little color showing. Green hooks and red hooks, sometimes like especially like when I was on Little Boy a couple weeks ago, green hook just did not get bit. Mm-hmm. But red hook got bit a lot. Red hook got bit a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I run. I mean, red and green is probably what I run the most often. Stupid George Wells has me running pink hooks now, and it's, sometimes it's Jill's pink hooks fault. work. It's Jill's fault. Right. We're blaming you, Jill. So little colors can make a difference. Anything else? Um, leader size. Your leader size on your rigs can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think, like, if, especially if you're in pretty clear water and those fish are fairly skittish and you're in relatively shallow water for how clear it is, um, 
you know, leader size to make a big difference. But um, so one thing that I did, uh, I found fish in pretty shallow water. And I was using a pretty long rod. I was using that 7.3. And I, uh, I was in like 12 feet of water, fairly clear lake. I ended up, what I ended up doing is I stuck my arm out about as, well, as truly as far as I could. And I do honestly think it made a difference. You when got I was going up, when you did that? Yeah. I do honestly think it made it. I mean, I stuck my arm way out there as we're going over these fish. Right. I look like a damn idiot, but <laughs> I, caught, I caught a few fish doing that where, sure. like, the other guys didn't get bit, you know? Right. I think it made a difference, but I don't know. Yeah, those are all... Well, I've never tried that one. I am going to try it, though. I just like the idea of it a lot. <laughs> no, that's going to be dumb because, like, next year I'm going to have, like, three 12-foot rods in the boat for skittish... <laughs> For my skittish shallow water leader again. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know if it made a difference. It could be because I'm in the back of the boat and those fish saw my Lindy first. Right. But in my mind at the time, that was the right call. Right. Yeah. I, so and I was in like 12 feet of water. Sure. And you could see I, eight I feet down. makes sense. I think it makes sense. I don't sense. have to justify myself to you, Dan. All right. It sounds like you are. Um... I still think it was the right call. And you can't tell me anything different about it. Because I was in the right. Are you done? I think so. All right. Uh, um, Maybe approach direction is another thing that I experiment with. Yeah. Sometimes they like it coming up a break. Sometimes they like it coming down a break. Uh, And that can depend on wind direction as well. Right. I have a very specific memory of a couple trips on Woman Lake where they for sure just, there were a bunch of fish there. I was getting pretty frustrated and all they wanted was it to fall off the break. That's, that's all they wanted. You know, I was dragging it up the, up the break or working the break, working parallel. parallel to it. They just, I'm sure they were mad at me. Like, just drag it off the, off the break. <laughs> we'll eat it. <laughs> so direction direction might matter too do you think that they face like when they're sitting on a break will they ever just sit like nose to the deep water gosh that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense i don't like that in my head they have to sit uphill like nose uphill or or parallel with the break yeah so it makes sense like hey don't drag face don't drag well i guess for muskies you want to go from tail to nose i guess why wouldn't walleyes stupid walleyes who knows? I want to hear if anybody has theories on this. I bet, I bet somebody does. <laughs> um, I guess uh, with let's touch on like jig wraps too. Like jig wraps, uh, that's like one of the few situations where I would just switch colors. If you're not getting bits, just keep switching colors. Yeah, I I've been trying to experiment more with my jig wrap cadence too because I I see a bunch of guys I know who catch fish on them and they all do something a little different um and so that's and that's not something that but maybe we talked about this uh, i'm not sure but you fall into once you get confident with the jig wrap you get confident with like one jig stroke type yeah. because it you had to work at getting that one right and you fall into that habit and do the same thing over and over again um so i've experimented with like shorter hops obviously and like, you, you still have to do the hop aggressively in case you're putting hooks Get, into a yeah. fish, but you can shorten it and still do it aggressively. That's probably the one, one, the thing I have to coach most in the boat 
when I demonstrate it, folks think that they have to move the rod a long ways. When I, when I tell them that they have to jig it aggressively, all of a sudden I see their rods moving like eight, eight feet. feet. <laughs> and then the line's twisting the rod tip a lot. And so it's just a, another rem- reminder. You, you're putting a lot into your jig stroke. It doesn't mean it has to be super long. But I saw, I know a guy who does pretty well on jig wraps. I watched him sweep and his rod to the side one time and he was doing like long, slow sweeps and stopping it. Made me curious about that. I know another guy who does like two pops when he when he jigs it. Yep. Interesting. Yep, and lets it settle. I don't like that a whole lot in my head, like thinking about what, I don't know. But there's some, you can vary your jig stroke. That if guy, you do so. like a double like a two a twofer mm-hmm. boy you can just see those walleyes down there they're like what is that and then all of a sudden they're like what is that you know <laughs> and then they freak out and they're like I gotta eat it I can see that working really well yeah maybe what do you do if you <sighs> just work it out after the fish is hooked I guess can't worry about it till till you get a bite if the only way you're gonna get a bite is doing some sort of goofy two right. hopper then figure out how to keep the hooks in them afterwards right like, no, I'm not going to do that. It's hard to keep hooks on them. Well, you're not getting bit any other way. Well, it's worth a try. Right. Worth Swimming try. them. I was, I yeah, Sean Moran. Yeah. He's talking about that. Yep. Specifically with shiver minnows. And I was I caught a couple swimming them yesterday, shiver minnows. I don't think I caught a walleye on a shiver minnow until yesterday. Hey. Just never fished them all that often. Caught a couple doing that. That's about... That's pretty sweet. Color's a pretty, pretty big one. Right. I know both you and I tie ours with a snap, right? Don't you? I use no. I use a barrel swivel and then I tie it directly to fluorocarbon. You do. Carbon. You do tie it direct. Yeah. Okay. From flu- from barrel swivel with my fluorocarbon leader. Mm-hmm. Well. And I know you don't use a barrel swivel. No. Because of Jay Epping. Correct. But I'm not smart enough to tie like a really good, like a knot I trust, like a W knot that I actually trust. Sure. You just haven't tried once. You haven't even tried once. I've you? tried once. One time. Broke off. You broke off? You got to pull on that sucker. It's the last time I ever did that garbage. Oh, product. I'm going to product endorsement. Do you, you're going to have to help me with it, though. I bought a pair of scissors at the one stop. The Rapala, Rapala not, it's not, it's similar to the line saber. Right. But it's not a line saber. It's in like a clam pack. Yep. It's red and black. It's got like a trigger. It's like a, it's yeah. like a, it's an off, it's not a straight. Right. It's uh, like a like a boomerang looking. Right. Anyway, kind of spent, I think, 14 bucks or something. Best 14 bucks I've spent in a long time. <laughs> that thing will cut braid. You don't have to put tension on the braid to cut it. It's a clean cut. It makes a huge difference if you're cutting a lot of... Like, that's where it makes a difference, in my opinion, is braid. Little clippers is going to do fine with mono and floral. But that thing's sweet. I, like, look forward to using it. <laughs> Can I can I can I just retie that for you? <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. And then the last little bit on this is when do you do these adjustments? Like when do you decide now now's the time to experiment a little bit? So you do it I mean these decisions are on the fly. Like you're I mean you go in there with an open mind like hey like I, I got bit a couple times on this spot, caught him. But I haven't caught one in 15, in two passes, three passes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the time when you're like, okay, you can either, and it's hard to leave fish, like when you're marking them, 
But I think that, like that's that's the time where you're like, okay, we've got to play around and try and get these fish that are underneath us to bite, or we've got to leave. Yeah. And I don't know if leaving's always the best idea. Right. Even just you know, I wonder if just a little bit of break for you to take five minutes to retie, right? If you're gonna tie a new snell or whatever, you're gonna change. Hold your boat off the fish a little bit, you know, so you can get right back on them. But hold hold there for a couple minutes while you make an adjustment and then go over them one one or two more times and then bail or change something else i as a general rule i would say me included i probably wait a little too long to adjust things there are some simple things you can adjust really quickly that maybe do maybe do that after one pass one one big thing i do frequently is i usually start with the full crawler when i'm rigging and i'll after one pull, I'll shorten somebody's crawler. If I don't have a half crawler yeah. on, start with the full crawler real quickly. Just snip off the tail and try it again. That make that does make a difference quite often. In and it seems opinion. like it's this time of year it does. Yeah, yeah. less so, and it get like it's in my like less so in, like in the beginning, but more so in this time. Yeah, from here on out. Right. Yep. Those crawlers. I don't like I don't mind a long crawler, but it seems like it gets so freaking long. Yeah. Sometimes, you know? Yep. But if they're shallow, like if your fish are shallow, you're also having an impact. Like you're in the in the whole scheme of things as well. So if you keep going over them, like before you bust them, better try to get over them with something else if you've been over them a couple times and you haven't gotten bit. Yeah, and you always you should always in that shallow water, you should always think like this is my last pass over these fish before they bust. Right. Um, that's a good mentality to have and be happy when they're still there. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna soak on these on this area that had fish that is now vacant. Right. You know, you're like, oh, we'll wait for them to come back, and they generally just don't come back the rest of the day, or they right. come back in the evening. Right. But you can fish there a very very long time without a bite. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. Great stuff. Let's do it. This tackle tip of the week is presented by the One Stop Longville. Uh, the One Step Longville uh, has a really good selection of, of quality, musky baits, especially if you're fishing the Longville area, like Little Boy Wabado, Inguidona. We've got colors specifically for those lakes, tested by guides, approved by them. Um, so stop on in, buy yourself some musky baits, go catch one. You know what time it is? What if time. What if time? What if... Ifs and buts. It got to be December. December. Yep. I'm going to break the mold just because, I mean, we we probably can't keep this up, can we? These what ifs? Maybe. We're going to try. I'm going with the winter what if. So, it is December 15th. Okay. Had pretty good ice forming they're like leech lake is not frozen solid but some guys are fishing leech okay um we've got lots of smaller lakes that are that are walkable four inches yep let's say you've got a fair amount of freedom to walk where you want to go fishing oh sweet that sound fair yeah i don't yeah, want yeah, yeah. to see in too much i pretty much i mean i let's be honest like ice fishing you i pretty much out. only walk until i can drive right um Guys are interested in a bit of a multi-species thing. 
they obviously want to catch walleyes, but okay. um, they're open to doing something. They're they're realists. They realize that uh, you're probably they, they'd like to do something else for the first couple hours of of the afternoon before it gets to be prime time. Okay, so what I think I would do, I would go to Leech Lake. I go to the very north end. It's gonna have the most ice. It's gonna be by far the safest. Sure. Okay, I'm gonna go on North Star Resort. I'm gonna go into that bay, and you can, you know, if you're not afraid of walking a couple miles, you can get pretty much any, you can catch pretty much anything if you can walk two miles, mm-hmm. uh, especially if there's glare ice, two miles is a dream. Right. Um, kind of fun, keeps you warm. Yeah. Talking and with like, your buddies. I don't, like, if I'm going to, fi- if it's December, I'm not fishing in a fish house. That's dumb. Uh, it's like 20 degrees for the high, I'm sure, in yeah. December, you know, maybe 10. That's not that cold. Let's go do it. So we'll go run some flags right away. And mm. we'll go fish it. And the great thing about Leech Lake in December is those walleyes are still eating sucker minnows. I'm going to grab the smallest sucker minnows I can. I'll put them on a single hook, and I'll put them in the cabbage weeds. And we're going to catch, like, six pike. One of them is going to be, like, five pounds. They're going to love it. And then we'll maybe catch a walleye. On a flag. On a flag. Yeah. And they're going to be like, wow. I can't believe it. Giant surprise. Yeah, and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we'll set up. You know, it gets dark at, what, 4, 30, 5 o'clock that mm-hmm. time of year? 3 o'clock, we're getting ready for walleyes. We're going to set up on the break line, and I'm going to spread us out as much as I can. Like, nobody's going to be side to side. We're going to be 15 feet apart. Talking distance, not too far. You know, but far enough. So we're not going to all cover the same fish. Um, I'll stagger the depths a little bit. The shallowest will probably be in six feet. The deepest will be eleven. And we'll just we'll catch a couple perch. We'll probably end up if there's like four of us. We'll catch, including the flag walleye. We'll catch like five walleyes. Gotcha. And they're gonna be super happy. Sure. And a couple pike and a couple perch. Yeah. It'll Sounds be like great. A good December day. Yeah, heck yeah. And it's gonna be nice out. It'll be like ten degrees for the high, sunny out. And if you get a little lucky, just I mean, you wouldn't have to be super lucky. A little lucky, you might have like you might have twelve walleyes on the ice, I'd say. Yes. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Just based on how those schools move around. Right. And, 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 and the, the big thing is the, the inconsistencies of like where those fish come up. Like you're always gonna have a few, but you got to really be on the juice if you want to catch a bunch. Right. You know, and it, Leech Lake's not like the rest of the, like the rest of the big lakes, you know, not like Mille Lacs or Red or Lake of the Woods. Or you can go out there any given day. You can go catch 30. Not on our side. You know, a great day out there, you catch 8, 10 walleyes. Mm-hmm. But they're all big. Right. They're all big, yeah. You don't catch any 14 inches. You catch like all 18 to 27 inches. Right. That's really sweet. That sounds fun. <laughs> I'm not ready for it yet. Give me, give me six weeks and I'll start to I need ready. some rough water between then and no, now. Yeah. I need some real rough water. Yeah. I can't wait for that. It's, it's like 66 for the high right now. Or today. And it's like pouring, monsooning. Pouring rain. And it's really got me interested in fall fishing. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this. When are we going to... Which... What, what was I thinking? Oh... I bet you and I could maybe do a fun North End day, day pretty soon. I think so. I think we maybe could. Pitching? Yep. Yeah. We're on the same page. 
might have to work at it a little bit. And it might, it could be a bust. If we catch six walleyes, though, doing what we want to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm into that. We should almost go try that really soon. Yeah, I agree. Like, really, really soon. We should have gone tonight. I know. We got to choose. The, I mean, we had to do the podcast, I guess. The rain days are our days to fish together. Right. Nobody else wants to go fishing with us. We better go fishing. What time is that? 7 o'clock. Ah. Not enough. All right. We don't have to take any breaks, so let's just go to pre the weekend the preview. Um, you go. We're fishing together the next two days. That's, I'm so excited. We have excited. like my some of my favorite people. We got the Yulin Camps. Those boys are hilarious. They have the best movie quotes, and they're so much fun to fish with. Yep. Um, we're gonna do Woman Lake tomorrow. We don't know. I don't know what we're doing on Wednesday though. Yeah. Fish question mark. Um, the team guiding thing is great. So if if any of you who are listening to the big podcast, group, yeah. That would maybe be more fun than just hiring Will or myself. We do get a fair amount of trips out of this podcast now. People who are listening and then they come fishing with us. Bring up a group of six or something and take a couple of us. Not only is it like more fun for you because you have more of your best friends with you, but you're also, you get to combine two guides' minds on the same body of water. And only one of us needs to be right a couple times and everybody's having a, a great time. Right. There are lots of guide outfits that run that operation and it helps them quite a bit. It's it's a lot of fun, too. Yeah. You like, get myself, Will, George Wells is another guy who works with us. Three of us running around a lake. You're going to improve your chances of having a great day. And you got a bunch of buddies. Talk. And then the guys in my boat, we get to talk a bunch of smack because we catch more fish than the other two boats. Come on, no. We'll see. We'll, we'll talk about it next Come week. on, no. Um, oh. What, what else is... Fun. What else is on Slot Free Day? Um, oh, I've been on. I, I got a Walker Bay trip um, from Leisure Outdoors. Uh, Jason Freed lined me up with that, and so I, that's been kind of a project for me. I'm going to spend a couple. Well, I already spent a, couple, a day over there. I'll spend one more over there prepping for it. But like a brand new lake, and Leech Lake is a pretty cool brand new lake to, to fish. <laughs> it's a different side for me, but I was over there thinking, like, this is pretty great that I'm still on Leech Lake. I know there's a bazillion walleyes out here. <laughs> And I'm doing something new. So right. Feeling good about that. Longville area lakes still primarily pitch in multi-species things. Walleyes are just a bigger and bigger part. It's just like a percentage. You're getting a bigger and bigger chunk of your of your day devoted to walleyes and, and being worth devoting to walleyes. Remember a month ago, it's like, we'll do an hour in the morning, <laughs> and then we're going to go fish, ca- catch fish. I'm going to show right? you a, a picture of a walleye on my phone, and then we're going to go fish for something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's fun. Yep. I'm, I'm real excited for this week. This is like, I've just seen some, some memories from my phone or on, on Facebook mm-hmm. of like a few pictures, and this is like, when we start kind of Really getting them. Yeah. Yep. I agree. This is this is cool. Anytime now. And we already... It, it's just... Yeah, we've had some good days. Even, like, in the last three weeks, we've had some pretty good days for the time of year. Yep. I do feel like we've been... In, because it's, like, the general feeling from our, from our season is pretty good. I've had a couple rough days for sure oh, in the last... You know, so don't feel like if you... If you're having a rough day, you're in pretty good company. 
talked to a fair amount of people, especially the woman lake access, people coming off that lake, like, I can't believe you guide out here. <laughs> and it's taken a lot of a lot of work in and just different approaches to I told the guy, I'm like, I don't, I'm not out here fishing walleyes for, for eight hours. That would be crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> At least for me, it'd be crazy to. Crap, uh, crappies are the saving grace right now. Right. Yeah. Have a good time out there. But if you're, if you're still struggling, you're in good company. Things are going to get better and better and better uh, as the days go by. Look for them clam beds. Look for those clam beds. It'd be nice bass fishermen. I feel like bass fishermen are growing on me a little bit. Because Andy keeps like throwing us spots, dude. I like Andy, Andy just keeps... He's like, yeah, there's a bunch of walleyes here. They should have been, like, been smallmouth. <laughs> if you want to catch walleye, Or if you want to catch smallmouth on purpose... If you want to catch them on accident, me and Will are great for that. Yeah. If you want to catch smallmouth on purpose and big smallmouth, Andy Jorgensen is a Longville area guide... He's, he's the man. He's pretty good, and he's also really good at teaching, I think. Like, he's very, very articulate. He can help you get better at it. So if you're looking for a, a bass guide, Longville's got a pretty darn good one. And I don't know, he stays pretty busy, but I still feel like more people need to know about this guy. Hey. Uh, he's pretty darn and he's, good. And he's... Who? Yeah. To super talk fun. To. Super fun. That, like, I would, he's, full of, he's full of energy. Right. He's fired up about it. And he just lives... He either is saving lives because he's a paramedic or he's in his boat. I don't I, think he sleeps. I saw him... What is it? This I must have saw him... Oh, it must have been last week. Yeah, it was before the tournament because he had a big tournament yesterday. Um, I saw him, you know, getting going home from working on the ambulance. And just 20 minutes back. later, he was <laughs> in the boat. And I saw him like eight hours later coming back home. It's like, Andrew... Yeah. You gotta sleep. <laughs> He's like, I got coffee. And he's a musky guide too. Oh, a pretty, and a pretty, darn pretty good, good musky guide. Yep. I think bass is where his heart is. He just happens to be able to catch our I biggest think, predator. Like, for for a guy to really, you know, save his man card, he's gotta he's gotta fish for something with some teeth. Right. And he just despises walleyes. Right. He's like, these things are a joke. Yeah. Like, why do you guys struggle so much? I just catch these yeah. things. He does catch them on accident, like, more than I care to even hear about. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got, like, a 27 inches. I got, like, a 7-pounder the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was kind of neat, I guess. thought it was a dumb dogfish or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been happier with a dogfish. <laughs> but, yeah, he's a super dude. Nothing but nice words to say about him. Um, let's. Do you think we can try to promise a video? No, I'm no? real busy this week. Me too. Two Me. weeks. Within two weeks, I bet we can get one. Yeah. Done. Unless a baby gets in the mix. <gasps> and I'm not going to videotape that. Okay. I don't think we'll learn anything from it. <laughs> um, let's wrap this up, though. I'm Dan. I'm Will. This is Walleye Talk. If you have any questions, comments, likes, dislikes, let's hear them. Please, send us a question. Okay, thanks. Just ending it on a really mean note. Just send screaming it. at our listeners. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good day, folks. <laughs>